What's going on, everybody? This episode's podcast shout-out is The Room Minute, a uh, movie-related podcast, actually. But just after our episode on uh, our holiday special on The Room Tribute, um, I thought this was an appropriate time to bring up a podcast, which I've been listening to a lot lately. Again, that is The Room Minute. Uh, This podcast, hosted by Robin Allison, delves into the cinematic masterpiece that is The Room, one minute at a time. So it's a lot of fun, definitely, if you're a fan of The Room and that whole culture Tommy Wiseau, um, you'll definitely appreciate that as much as I do. I've been listening to it a lot lately. I listen to it on Apple Podcasts. I know they're available on other platforms as well, and they also have social media channels. So go check them out, give them a listen. That being said, on with the show. I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. This is Collateral Gaming. What is up, guys? Welcome to Collateral Gaming, the only video game podcast that matters, where we talk about good games, bad games, and everything else in between in the world of gaming. We are podcasting straight from San Antonio, Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so smoke it if you've got it. Smoke it if you've got it. Yes, sir. So, happy to be here today, Dakota. Yes, sir. I'm leading this episode. This will be a lot of fun. We've been talking about this one for a while. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be a fun episode. Um, we've definitely been building up the hype on it. Um, before we go into it, we do have a little uh, little segment on this podcast we like to call Collateral Gaming News. News. What's going on in the world of gaming? I know there's a TV show that you've been watching. Oh yeah, you're right. I have been. I've been watching The Witcher. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um, because Netflix actually has their own like interactive map storyline thing going along with it on the internet. If you look, and it's really cool. It goes along with The Witcher, the TV show, and obviously based off the game. Which didn't someone tell us that it was a book originally, a novel? I think someone was telling us that. Someone someone had mentioned that. Yeah, uh, so I don't. I don't know if that's true or not. We'll have to look into that. But um, yeah. Also, as of our last episode, this may not be new news, but it does. It, it did happen, and it's worth mentioning. And it's it's going to be my my uh, contribution to this shitty news segment. Um, PS Five was just announced. Oh, sorry, not just announced. The the tech specs were released. Right. And the logo. So that's pretty exciting. Um, you can check all that information out on the internet. I'm too lazy to go look it up and put it out here. So yeah, too much effort. <laughs> but uh, yeah, PS5 is coming out. Um, yeah, actually, I think the big thing that happened since our last episode is that they just released the logo. So that's about it, really. Which looks just like the PS4 logo. So ooh, big deal. Yeah, big difference. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, that concludes our shitty news segment. But um, I guess it's uh, not a lot to bullshit about. You want to you wanna start going into our, our title this episode? Yeah, so today we'll be talking about Death Stranding, I guess, if you didn't already see the you know title of the episode or anything. 
But um, this game originally uh, made by Kojima. Well, I want to say it was made by Kojima Productions, but it was made by Kojima himself, his his own studio, his his own productions. Um, after he left Konami, uh, Konami was his original company, and he totally split apart from that after the whole Silent Hill pro- Silent Hills project, which was the precursor to this game. It a lot of information to go there. I think we talked about that in our PTE episode. Uh, but yeah, so ever since then, he's had his own company, his, uh, Kojima Productions company, uh, that was founded in 2005, actually, as a subsidiary of Konami. Originally now that, well, that was what it originally was. Now it's just his own company because that's what he calls it, I guess. Um, yeah. it's reformed as an independent studio, so. That's badass. I definitely like to see that route. Um, and I feel like Kojima is going to have a lot more artistic freedom now. Right. Um, I, I, I think that there was a little bit of drama involved with Konami, which is why he left. Um, honestly, in the world of gaming, fuck publishers. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> publishers usually suck, dude. But um, yeah, happy to see Kojima kind of uh, doing his own thing now. We are sad to see that Silent Hills isn't going to become a thing. Um, his you know planned collaboration with Guillermo del Toro, which we talked about in our PT episode. Right, which ultimately this is what came out of that. This is what was. This is the game that they ended up making in spite of Silent Hills. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of what would have been in Silent Hills, some of that did carry over. I mean, we do have Norman Reedus, right? Of course, um, Guillermo del Toro. Well, he's involved. Where, well, anyway. he's involved at least. He's his character likeness and a lot of voice acting, lots of it. Well, I, I believe that. Um, Del Toro didn't even provide the voice acting himself. Really? He just did the motion capture performance. That's actually, I, di- I didn't read that. That's good to know. Yeah, that's interesting, right? There's some other names in here, you know, Troy Baker, Margaret Qualley um, from the, uh, you may recognize her from the the live action Death Note. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows Troy Baker. Anyone that's yeah. anyone that knows anything about gaming or anime knows Troy Baker. Um, <laughs> the most, one of the most prolific voice actors of all time, aka every protagonist in every video game. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> there you go. Him and Nolan North. Um, actually, we did uh, Infamous Second Son. That was another Troy Baker game. Yeah, that was our what second episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was, was actually or technically fun. episode number one. Technically, yeah, yeah, but um, because we Fables don't count, we don't, we don't count the Fable episode. <laughs> it's actually it's it's officially on there. It's episode zero. It's our pilot. So. Um, but yeah, no, it's been a long road. Um, ever since the beginning, actually, Death Stranding is one of the first games we put on our list. We were just waiting for the damn thing to come out, right? Right. Yeah. Honestly, that, that's that's what it ended up being. It's just a lot of a lot of us just waiting for it. Um, we've been waiting for this for years now. I mean, ever since PT, really, ever since PT came out, and we were excited for Silent Hills, and that didn't happen. We were we were upset about that, but that pretty much happened right away. I mean, we we got the game PT. We played it, and not too long after, we had you know heard about the news. So. Um, but since then we've been hyped for Death Stranding because we heard the news about that, and they've been releasing trailers for a couple years now. You know, like mm-hmm. last E three, the or the one before that, they had teased it, and then they teased it last E three, and then now it came out. So it ain't as simple as it seems. They'll try and stop you every step of the way. But you gotta keep moving. No matter what. They've torn us apart. Fractured our society. Hurry, Sam. You know what's at stake. 
And the only way to save it is in my hands. My name is Sam Porter Bridges. It's my job to reconnect us. There's been a lot of mystery around this game. I think a lot of the hype came about as um, to just right before this game came out, like right. nobody knew what this game was about. No one knew. We, we didn't have gameplay without anything. All we had was a couple of trailers that didn't really explain much. And all we knew is that, you know, Norman Reedus was in it and Guillermo del Toro. And I think the first thing you actually learned is Mads Mikkelsen. That's the first person besides Norman Reedus that you yeah. learned was in this. He's in this as well, Mads Which Mads is really cool because, you know, they, they, in the trailers, the, they make you believe that he is the main antagonist of the game. That's what. That's kind of what they're basically trying to make you believe in the trailers. Which, uh, for most you, of it, he plays that role. Which he does for most of the game, but by the end, I really don't think he was. Right. And, I, well, I mean, honestly, if you even want to call him an antagonist, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That was definitely a brilliant performance, Matt Mickelson. We also have uh, Lindsay Wagner. Lindsay Wagner, she plays multiple characters, right? Well, she plays specifically Bridget and... Amelie. Amelie, right. That's well. She does the motion capture performance for Amelie. I believe she does Bridget as well, right? Yeah, she does. She does the motion capture for both. Oh, right. Okay. And she does the voice also of of uh, of Bridget. But actually, surprisingly, uh, I think somebody else does the voice of Amelie. Uh, that's where it comes. Just to, I guess make her sound like a younger right. person. Um, but they are technically the same character, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, which is explained in the game, actually, by their ha and their ka. Really interesting how this game works. There's uh, there's the way they explain souls and bodies. Uh, your body is your ha. It occupies, you know, a space in the real world versus your ka, which is your soul. And they have, you know, their own beaches and whatnot. Um, that allows different characters to have their beaches entwined. And that's a whole different story. I mean, there's there's lore in this game. I mean, they explain it all. The characters will explain it to you. I mean, beaches are given form inside of the brain by belief, be it religion, philosophy, and so forth. Um, I, I was just reading off what, what the game has, like what, what it explains. Like they'll read it in the mail. There's characters who tell it to you. A lot of information that you can easily miss if you don't pay attention. Yeah, there's there's a lot of lore in this game. It really is. Um, kind of ties it into the last episode we did on Collateral Cinema, which was the Fifth Element. Yeah. Um, which if you're not following Collateral Cinema Movie Podcast, our parent podcast, um, go go check it out because that's uh, that's basically where you know everything came from. Mm-hmm. Um, Dakota and I both co-host on that. But in any case, um, yeah, one one thing you know in common with that was this like kind of rich, um mythology it's this deep lore in the game right Um, and a lot of that you can explore just by reading through the logs and the emails that you get in game um so it's completely missable right so this game is is post-apocalyptic um this takes place after some quotes death stranding happens which allows you know for BTs, which are, I think it stands for, uh, oh, what was beach the word? Beach things. Beach things. That's what it was. It was beach something. That's what it was. Yeah, beach things. And so they are basically just these lifeless souls that are uh, terrorize the world somehow. Uh, they, they somehow have an, a, a way of, of connecting to the real world through what's called beaches, which I was trying to explain. Really weird how that works, but beaches can be entwined. Each player's, or characters, I should say, Characters' beaches can be entwined. You actually, they explain that a lot by whenever you die, 
whenever you die, or I say really die because Des- uh, Norman Reedus doesn't die. He's a repatriate. He's a repatriate. See, there's so much lore behind it that it's hard to explain it all, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then bottom line, Kojima's a fucking weirdo. He's a weirdo. And if you know anything about like Metal Gear, I mean, the amount of lore that's put behind that, I mean, imagine it in this world. I mean, it's it's intense. Yeah. And, and Metal Gear definitely um, breaks the fourth wall quite a bit. As does this game, of um, course. You know, there's there's definitely a lot of meta content. You know, uh, you have a character of like Psycho Mantis and whatnot. Um, Death Stranding does a lot of that too. It's interesting. Some of the lines of dialogue in the game kind oh of my. indicate, a yeah, li- you know, and then Norm- and then Sam, you know, Norman Reedus's character himself reacts to the player in certain ways. You exactly. Know? There's there's a lot of of weird weird lines. Like Dead Man says a line. He says, "What is it? It's just like a game. You got to reset it." <laughs> and the way he says it, it's so like he's talking to the player, not Sam. Yeah, it's really weird. Some some of the acting's a little hammy. I, I won't lie. Oh yeah, it's there's cheesy. A, it's a little bit. There's that one, the chiral artist. Really, her dialogue was so cringy. Yeah, I guess I didn't pay attention. But from, yeah, from what I know, I think she's supposed to be like a well-known like voice actress in anime or something. But they had her completely deliver like English lines in the game. But like you know, uh, you you can tell that she's not as fluent. Um, it, it kind of made me wonder because I I was trying to like you know, watch this, uh, this cutscene, And I'm like, why, why does this girl not know English? Right. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> it, it, it was a little bit jarring, but, um, you know, just, but I, I think that was kind of more of like a fan service thing, including that, that character in there. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't have any more information on that. I wish I could, I could look up and see who she is, but that that's at least what I was reading up about on, on like Reddit and stuff. That's a weird information. No, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. But but um, yeah, no. And there's definitely a lot of touching moments in this game as well, though. Even though the the performances can be a little a little cheesy, you know. Um, there is, of course, uh, I think the scene where you cut the cord between Mama and her um, BT baby. Yeah, her lifeless BT soul yeah. <laughs> of a baby. Oh, and um, the relationship between uh, Sam and his BB BB twenty eight or Lou. Lou, yeah. His his relationship with the BB, uh, his relationship with everybody in the game is really interesting. I mean, a lot of characters are are different than others, but there are your main few quotes friends in the game, and you you'll notice it by the end because they'll you'll stand next to all of them, and it's pretty cool. But they um, all have their own backstories. They all too. have their own backstories. In fact, the name of each chapter in the game, and this game is separated into chapters. It's kind of odd the way to do it. I think it's episodes actually is what it's called. Is the I, actual terminology for it yeah i think so um but anyway it, it's split up in these separate episodes and chapters and they're each named the, each of the titles are the name of a character um they actually reuse they use the same guy's name uh clifford who is mads mickelson character mm-hmm. uh they use his name twice they use uh, unger which is his last name for one of the titles and then they use clifford for another one later yeah. Or one of the ways. So it's really cool. So, I mean, you, they give them multiple chance to learn a lot of characters because I think there's a whole, what, 14, 15 episodes, something yeah. weird. But it, it's it's time consuming. This game is very time consuming because it's just, and you'll hear this a lot. A lot of people talk about this in reviews, but it's just point A to point B. It's all you're doing in the game is you're traveling from one section to another. You're bringing cargo from one location to another. And that's really all it is. I mean, and of course, it's a beautiful open world map, so you can look, and it, it's, oh God, I could take videos of this. I mean, you know, it's better than real life. Like, yeah. you know, you get sucked into this world. Um, but 
it is a lot of lot of tedious i mean it's so realistic to the to the point where you have to hold yourself steady just while you're walking while you're carrying cargo otherwise you'll lose it all or you'll yeah. fall over or you'll you your cargo is going to be damaged and it's all over yeah this game definitely has a, a big element of hyper realism um, which we kind of talked about in our last episode red dead redemption 2 um, our last numbered episode, per se. right? And, and it's just like Red Dead. It's you gotta you gotta have the heart for it, the stomach for it. If you can deal with it, if you're the type of person that can play this kind of game and get through, which I had no problem with, because I'm you know, I'm tedious. I like to do stupid shit anyway. I bullshit most of the game, you know, because yeah. that, that's how I play my games. You know, I, I I have fun with it. So I don't have that problem. I like traversing around, going places, because it gives me time to like build roads and whatnot, and yeah, and do little standard orders. I see. I like that in the game. I like to be able to constantly be able to do something. So that's not a problem for me personally, but I got to put a lot of hours of gameplay into it. I rushed through the story and I, and I'll tell you, I, I pretty much mainstream mainline the story and I still put over 60, 70 hours into it. Yeah. And that's, that, that's, that's straight lining it. You know what I mean? I missed a lot of preppers. Ash has probably already done the same amount of gameplay as me at this point, if not more. And he's not even like three quarters of the way through the story. <laughs> She's probably like halfway. So something like that, I think. So yeah, it's, it's an intense, uh, a story uh, you haven't even I guess you've you've googled some videos so you probably know what happens in the end but yeah the, the ending is gut-wrenching the it is absolutely crazy but I, I will say to hop off you know something you mentioned earlier um, I would say you know like Red Dead that this game isn't for everyone it's not and, and it really shows because the, the reviews for this game are completely divisive um, believe it or not it actually was um, uh, for the I believe it was the Game Awards, or it may have been IGN. It was the player's choice for Game of the Year, even though it didn't make it. I I see. I guess just because of the amount of hype that I put into it before I played the game, I would have put it there yeah. at Game of the Year. But like, I, I can see where people complain. I can yeah. see it completely. I don't. I don't complain about it because that's that's my kind of game. Like I like yeah. that. Like I don't have a problem with that. It is it, it's it's part of the experience, but. There is a lot of tediousness to this. I mean, it really is time-consuming, and you got to put a lot of effort into it. I mean, there's a lot of inventory management. That's a big part of the game. Yeah, a lot, mean, of, a lot of skippable cutscenes. A lot of, lot of cutscenes, you know, pointless cutscenes for no reason. They re constantly redo because that's just kind of how it works. You, every area you enter into, it's going to be a cutscene into it because, you know, they want to make it seem immersive and, like, you're, you're really... You're going into a, a way station. You're entering a private restroom, and that's going... On in the real world, not not a rest r restroom, but like a <laughs> uh, rest dot 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 room. Yeah, probably, probably <laughs> room. Um, yeah, no, the the fact that it it did get you know the the player's choice um that, that surprised me because from what I've seen online, this game is very divisive. You either love it or you hate it. You love it or you hate it, right? Um, it, like I said again, like Red Dead, it's not for everyone. I, I think that you have to kind of embrace the pacing and. Honestly, one thing that surprised me is kind of looking at this game, you know, I would think this is boring as shit, but when you play it, it's actually really addicting. Absolutely. I would spend hours just going back and forth, tag, taking deliveries back and forth to some extent, and then building roads. That was kind of like, that's been kind of my big thing, and that's why I haven't progressed nearly as much through the story. Right. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it would be nice to have spent more time doing roads, but honestly, I think I did it right in the end. I got just enough roads so I could... Because basically in the game, your your goal is to to reunite all of what was what is left of America, 
um, into the United Cities of America, which is the UCA, which is a yeah. company made by Bridges, which is Bridges laid down all the foundations for all the roads that you can make later. They have a lot of foundation places like some way stations and distro centers. And it's really weird how it works, but they already laid the ground for this for this chiral network, as it's called. And your job is to to connect the entirety of the United States, which is surprisingly easy to travel across. But yeah, it, it's scaled down <laughs> a lot. A lot. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a massive map. This is huge. I mean, didn't you say it was bigger? What's it bigger than? You told me it was bigger than something. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't remember. It, it don't matter. I mean, th- there are different sections in the map, so you can't you know straight line it all the way. But you, you, there was a point where you do. You, you straight line it. I mean, you yeah. go from the end of the map and you go all the way back. The goal is to go all the way across to the West Coast. Actually, you start in the East Coast. East all the west. way, all the way to the west, and then once you get back to the west, you got to travel in one straight line all the way back. Yeah, and there, while this game is open world, where you can go when you unlock an area, you can go anywhere. There is a linear progression to the game. Yeah, um, as you move further west, um, you go in a specific order. Like you're given an objective. Okay, go yeah. to this district center. Go to this way station. Go to go. You know, get the um, approval and then join on these preppers. Um, it, definitely it, you feel the weight of, of this task. And I like yeah. that there's just, there's an overall mission. So everything that you do, even side objectives contribute to that mission of extending the chiral network, you know? Yes. And, and improving your, um, improving your connection to each of the individuals and, and stations that are in the chiral network, which is good because this mo- this game is about connecting people. That was one thing that Kojima emphasized, you know? talking about this game and kind of promote promoting it is that you know ultimately the the soul of this game is the idea of connecting with one another yeah that is the soul and that was that was his his intention that is what what you're supposed to get out of the game is is the idea of connecting with people and and sharing and caring and it's it's a straight shot at, at politics right now today yeah it is a straight shot oh at there's that. a there is a actual rip at donald trump he is yep. indirectly mentioned it's 100 yes. percent obvious i know Tom, uh kojima is not a trump supporter yeah, it's it's clear as day, and it's not just that. It's like there's it, it's clear that he's trying to send a message to 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 the people who are playing this game, and it's more than just you know care, caring about people like as you're playing a game and you get a moral out of the game anyway. No, this is serious. Like this is happening in the real world, and this shit's gonna happen if we're not careful. You know? what, what's the slogan? Isn't isn't there a slogan in the game? Make America whole again. I think so. I think it's something along those lines. I really do. And there's a bridges bridges hat you can wear that you can make it red and it looks like the Trump hat, which I which it does look like a MAGA hat. I it, don't think that's intentional. But I don't think it's intentional, but it really does. I could not, you know, red is my favorite color, but I I could not color my hat red because it looked like a MAGA hat. Um, I will admit, when I go out in public, if I see a red hat, it's, I start to cringe. It, no, it's, it, 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 it's not like, and I know it sounds like it's oh, it, does it trigger you? Not quite. It's just it, it, it like you said, it makes you cringe. Like you're like, you oh, cringe. is that? Like you, well, it makes you look at a person, and you're like, man, like your intelligence level. There's a standard. There's a standard. There's a stand. No, there's a standard intelligence level that I have for everyone. Okay, when they have a Trump hat on, it goes down a couple notches. Okay, that standard intelligence level has already decreased just a little bit because of the hat that they're wearing. Oh my god, yeah, no, no, I agree. Um, but yeah, there was, there's that one email that you get that that yeah, pretty much uh, indirectly references Trump, and I thought that was great. Thank <laughs> you.
particle of God that permeates all existence. Ah, so it was you that dragged him into all this. <laughs> Bloodied but unbound. Uh -oh. Strand is dead. America's last president dead and burned. Oh, and now the girl's been chosen to take mommy's place. Well, that won't wash. She's not cut out for politics, is she? Oh, but don't worry. I'll find her. I'll keep her real safe. <laughs> you see, I've come to understand the truth of the Death Stranding. Oh, there's so much you people don't know. The girl, for instance. She's not like you or me. Dooms ain't her thing. And she's more into destruction on a worldwide scale. An extinction entity. Oh, it's so hard to form connections when you can't shake hands. Fortunately, I've got a good connection to the other side. Now you, you're no bridge. But me, I'm bound to all of it. This world, that world, and our sweet little angel of death. In, in keeping with the uh, motif of connecting people, um, there is a gameplay component that um, that incorporates that that facet of, of the game. You mean the multiplayer aspect, the the, the ability the online to component. the online component. It's the ability to uh, go into your land and build a structure, which you know, of course, you have to be connected to the Carl Network for, which means you have to join the that prepper into the UCA, which is a long process, part of the story. But anywho, um, by placing structures and whatnot, you, other players can see those structures in their world, um, and you can also see others. I mean, it's kind of like a random, like you're not going to see everybody's structures in the world. They kind of place them here and there, mm -hmm. but enough to where it's pretty damn helpful. I They put structures, other players' structures in places where I need them. Yeah. I mean, there are a few ladders that'll send you 
into weird places. You're like, why the hell is there a ladder here when I'm just going to fall off it when I get to the top? That happens every once in a while. But on the that's a rare occasion. On Most times there's bridges in places where I need them. I think the game goes off of likes too. If a bridge gets a lot of likes, um, they'll start to place it in other different players' maps. You know what I mean? That makes a lot of sense. Because there, And of course, that's another whole aspect to talk about, which is the social social media type it at, at, what's the one I'm looking for? Facet of the game. Yeah, it, it's definitely kind of a social commentary, I think, yeah. on, on social media. But uh, almost in a positive light, uh, oddly enough, which is which is interesting, which is new. Um, because, um, you know, the idea that it connects people together. And then the chiral network is just kind of this... Um, they're using the natural chiralium, which is a, a substance that started appearing in the world after the catastrophic apocalyptic event, the Death Stranding, the titular, you know... Right concept uh, or event that happened and after that you know chiralium is just kind of this this um this substance that's around and it has unique properties and uh, humans were able to take advantage of that and create this this network which allows them to like 3d print st- uh the structures that you mentioned and uh and other stuff like that and also connect with one another so that's it, what sam's doing is he's he's bringing he's bringing each um, part of the UCA or, or each part of you know the world, the former United States, back into the UCA, back with a contract with Bridges organization. There's a, there's a lot. There's there's almost too much to go into. There really the is. There's too much to explain because I there's he, Kojima put a lot of effort into this. He yeah. really did, and I think you can't look past that. Like that that's my hardest like issue here is like you know I can complain all I want to about how much time I spend walking on the on the roads, but look at the beauty he put into this game, the amount of effort and time. Like, damn, that, that that's all him. And he says this is the first game of its own kind. You know, the it first strand type game. It's its own genre. It is his own genre for sure. I don't even know. It's like it's like a this porter game. You're and and delivery, but also like. Almost horror, D- D- delivery really. simulator, delivery simulator, right? And it's the the first time, the first few times you encounter BTs, at least before you get weapons, it's a lot more terrifying. Eventually, once you get the items to take them down, or you get your cuff cuff, where you can just just you know cut their strand, it, it, they're a piece of cake, and it's like everything in the game is easy by that point. But even on, on, on hard difficulty, it's still honestly easy. It really is at that point. But the BTs are pretty freaky, at least at first. And whenever you get attacked and they, they get you and you have, cause a void out or a, or a big old monster to come, like that's pretty freaky for the first time. So there's yeah. a horror aspect. There's your survival, your hyper-realism because you're trying to just walk. You can't even walk properly. Yeah, because <laughs> of all the shit on your back. How do you, how do you describe Death Stranding? I mean, how it, do it's you? so hard to encapsulate. Um, but I, I definitely think the the central gameplay feature. Or, yeah, there's so many. Actually, I really can't say what's central, but um, you know, definitely there's the the delivery mechanism, which is the forefront of the game. There's a little bit of combat, but a lot of it's stealth. A lot of it's avoiding combat. That, there's that, a little bit yeah. of forced combat. Um, and, and it's then, all really and then, just parrying, and I mean, there is shooting. You get guns, but like they really get you you're not supposed to kill people you kill yeah. people you cause a void out which i mean not really in the game there's a lot of explanation for that it actually makes them a bt but if a bt catches a dead human it makes a void out that's what ends up happening yeah it's a little bit weird like a bt has to kill the human it's weird um yeah but but yeah you you, you actually use non-lethal weapons in the game um and really like i said the game doesn't necessarily encourage combat aside from a few, a few like forced encounters, and yeah. uh, there's boss battles with with BTs. Um, 
really more so, uh, I think the BTs are, are kind of an interesting combat situation. You actually fight against them using Sam's bodily fluids. Again, yep. Kojima's a fucking weirdo. Weirdo. So yeah, you, you actually use your literal shower water, piss, shit, and blood. Yes, you use your blood. Your blood is your most effective item, actually. Uh, generally, when by the beginning of the game, you get your hermetic rounds, your hermetic grenades, which allow you to... It's literally your blood in a grenade. You know what I mean? Explodes on impact, and when it hits a BT, it, it allow, usually it kills them, um, but if there's a cloud around it, you can actually shoot through the cloud. Could, could you really say cool. that, that Sam really you know, put his blood, sweat, and tears into he it? He did. He put his blood, sweat, <laughs> tears, shit, everything I, I think that that's shit. I think that's what they collect in the shower, actually. I think it's, I guess it's your sweat. That's and what your, it and says. Your, and, and, and a little bit of you know blood, I guess. Bodily fluids. Uh, excrements. Yeah. Um, yeah, and when you go to the you know the private room, you have the option of taking a shower and and pissing and shitting. You can piss in the overall too. I'm not sure what the gameplay uh, reason for that is, what functionality it serves, but you can bites. You can whip it out and you can piss. Cryptobites. If you piss and you come back later, there'll be a mushroom. That mushroom will have cryptobites around it. I didn't know that. Okay, yes. that's what. It, Actually, that's what players it too. If you piss a lot too, it makes a big ass one. If you have a lot of piss, dude, you'll make a big-ass mushroom field. And that's the other thing is connecting with the other players. You can't yeah. directly interact with them, but you see what they leave behind. They you leave can leave signs behind. Notes, behind. Signs, they leave pea mushrooms. Pea mushrooms, yeah. The piss they, rooms, dude. There's, if you go buy those, there's cryptobites on them. Piss rooms. I love it. <laughs> um, and, and then, of course, like I said, like we mentioned, their, their structures, um, which really helps out. In a lot of cases, I didn't have to build shit or take shit with me. In some cases, other people's shit... Save my hide. That's when I send you a bunch of likes. Yes. And yeah. of course, uh, BB signs. Always always like BB signs. Always. Always like BB signs. Always like the likers get liked signs too because you like it and it likes you back. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, you have to do that. Uh, and they also leave behind their own vehicles. So yes. what's really interesting is once in the once you unlock a certain aspect of the uh -huh. game, like vehicles or weapons, you'll find those in the overworld. So you don't necessarily ever have to fabricate them again. Honestly, I rarely have to fabricate vehicle. I actually, I haven't fabricated a single vehicle since I I first made my vehicle in the beginning. I have because I, I do like the I do like the ride type reverse trike. Yeah, I'll just find there's usually like four vehicles in a garage. One of them is going to be a long range or something. Other times I don't care. I'll just grab whatever. See, the long range is the only one that's any necessary or the regular one. I guess the ride's good because I think it actually is faster. Well, okay. Um, I, I don't like the fact that you can't carry cargo on the ride, on the, the long range type. The, that's the problem. The or long the range. defensive type. Oh, the defensive. I, I have found the defensive one to be practically useless. Also, the armor plates. Yeah, because again, it takes up cargo space and practically useless. You could just avoid enemy encounters altogether. Yeah, honestly, I mean, it's good for in game. I put them on in game when I was fighting. It was it was good to have. If I know I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go against a bunch of people. Like when I went against some terrorists, I right. put them on. Right. Because I don't, or, or if you're gonna put, uh, fight against mules and you know you're going through mule territory and you drop you don't all your cargo, a lot of cargo first. anyway. Yeah, drop all your cargo or get rid of it somewhere. I, I just wait till I get in the outskirts of their area. I set my cargo down and I keep just my weapons. Yeah. Armor plates, if they're in my vehicle or whatever, keep those. And it usually works. I mean, I've got the power three levels, the uh, level three power skeleton, which is really nice upgrade. Yeah, <laughs> the power the skeletons actually change your life. Once you get the skeleton, you no longer have to walk slow anymore. Yeah, um, and you also get carriers which float behind you using, um, and carry more cargo. Using chiral crystals to float. Yeah, another chiral crystal used. Yeah, used. there, you, there. 
once you get kind of, I guess, to the central region is really when the game picks up. Yeah. Um, and, and you kind of lose a lot of the, the tedious aspects of it. You start getting excited about doing other things. And there becomes more side quests than you're capable of doing. Or, or right. Yeah, absolutely more than enough. So you, there's always something to do. You can always go around going somewhere, go back to places you've been, go take some orders. There's actually bots you can do. Yeah, delivery bots. Those are fun, but those suck though because they're they're shitty because you got to clear their way of mules and make sure the roads are perfectly, everything's clear in the way so they can get there. Well, I I just send them out when it's a low percentage. Yeah. And uh, if you clear the mules in the area, that's usually what decreases the percentage. You just got to kill the mules. It's not clear. The terminology, I forget how they word it. The terminology seems to indicate how much of a percentage the bot will have left. Yes. But it's actually the opposite. It's how much percentage damage that the, the, the cargo has. The cargo will have. Will have, right. Which is the same way they do it whenever they show you the mission at the end, when they do your mission report. It shows right. the same way. So you got to use that. That That's how I figured it out because like, well, that's how they did it there because I would do these, oh, not, the cargo is 99%. That's great. I'd send it off and then it would be like, <laughs> failed, level C. Like, what the fuck? Like, how did I fail that? It was 99%. Well, that's because it only had it died. It, it, it's worded pretty badly, but it is. Uh, maybe it's an example of English. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> no, but actually, the um, the English in this game is good. I I want to say I feel like Kojima speaks English because uh, at least on social media, or he's got someone that, tra- that I guess translating for him. But I don't know. But I mean, the the emails like in the game you get, those are usually well written. I mean, there's a little bit of. I mean, it's obvious they deliberately made it look like it was someone typing to you, so they're gonna use uh, shorthand a little bit and emojis know, and emojis and a bunch of thumbs up every time you read <laughs> them. You get likes from them because they send you likes. Kind of uh, reminds me of that one episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, where everybody rates. Oh each other. yes, it, this was a this was a. I mean, it basically looks like the Facebook thumbs up. I mean, that was yeah. like that was obvious. Uh, that was a shot at Facebook, you know. That that, that was what the social the social media is supposed to be kind of like as Facebook, I guess, was their intention. But it's more of like a big liking system. You you constantly like other people's stuff. Their structures, their whatever you receive likes. Eventually, the more stuff you place, um, not only can your BB like you and your porters like you, and actual in-game characters give you likes cutscenes and stuff and for doing things but actual other players are are also in that like thing so like i said other player structures you give likes and receive likes from them yeah it's a good system it's interesting how it works because it it didn't make sense to me at first because i was like it's social media what like what's going on kind of like the way you interact with other players is kind of to me like no man's sky yeah a lot another episode that we did um because you don't directly interact with other players um but you see what they've done Right. This one, well, a lot, so. lot more so than No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, like, at least you know, when we started playing, you barely came across anyone else. Right. <laughs> but, the, but this one, it's in a good way. I think it, it, it really does show the importance of community play, right? Of connecting. Of connecting. With, one, with people. And, right. you know, um, there's a lot of symbolism in this game. A lot of, um, it, uh, what are the, the use of, of you know, the same term, strands, knots. Right, yeah. That, w- that was intentional. Yeah, and then, you know, some characters like Sam's last name being Bridges. And and Porter. Porter. Sam Porter Bridges. Who knows? Who knows? Or Sam Strand. or All all, all words that are used constantly in the, in the game. Sam Unger, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> How does that work? Um, I think, actually, Bridges is his mom's last name. So Bridges is literally his last name, and he also happens to work for Bridges, and he's symbolically building bridges and also literally building bridges. There you go. Figuratively and literally building bridges. 
that's bridges for you. <laughs> so I, I I really can't quite reconcile that. But uh, again, Kojima's a weirdo. Yeah. Oh, speaking of bridges, you've got your bridge babies. That's bridge a fun baby. one to explain. That one. So basically, your you your character Norman Reedus has a baby, which you receive pretty very early on in the game. Um, babies apparently. Certain babies have the ability to. They're they're still they're babies taken from st- uh, uh, still mothers. So still mothers. There you go. So babies taken from still mothers have the ability to breach to the other other side. So they're called bridge babies. They, they, they like are a bridge between partway between yeah. the, the world of the living and the world of the of the dead, which is kind of the impact of this game is that those worlds collided and exactly as a result of the death stranding which they explain later to have happened multiple other times they actually use it to explain all the our other types of extinction so extinction like ice events. age any it's so all they named them now six extinction events well, originally there were five then being the ice age you know things like that so this was supposed to be the sixth one the the, the other one, apparently every single time there was evidence of, of the Death Stranding. Yeah. So I really like the concept of the BB, though, because, you know, throughout the game, characters keep referring to, oh, it's it's not actually a living thing. Like, it's uh, it's a tool. Right. Think of it's, it as a tool. it's not even a fully formed baby. I mean, it still looks kind of like a fetus. I mean, don't get me wrong. They really make it look like a baby, like a full formed baby. Acts it acts like a, baby. like a fucking it, it, baby. Okay, I'm, I'm taking care of a seventh month old and... It like acts- there's some of that behaviors there, although yeah. damn, you can calm that baby very quickly. Very like that's, quickly, yeah. That's not realistic. Not, not quite. And but you you have to soothe your bridge baby. You do your baby will get, Yeah, your your baby, your bridge baby will get autotoxemia if you're not careful. You got to soothe it and be careful because if not, your baby will just die. But but Sam even kind of. Uh, for, forms a relationship with with Lou, yeah. um, which is again not advised. The characters tell him, "Well, it, it, you know, it's not a, it's a tool. It's not meant right. to be." But Sam attaches to it anyway, um, and they kind of form this connection where they can see each other's memories. Or you, you thought Sam was seeing the baby's memories, but they ended up being Sam's own memories. And right, Matt yeah. Mickelson is actually his father. His father in the end, and he's a good guy, and he's trying to save him the whole time. He's not actually asking for his baby; he's asking for his actual baby, which is Sam. Why does he shoot me then? The why did, I don't, yeah, it's so weird. But he ends up saving. Maybe him. he was mistaken. Maybe he actually did think that the that the BB was um, his BB. Yeah, he I don't just even wasn't know. aware. But he saved him every time. As he did, he saved him. Yeah, I don't. know. It's weird. But anyway, um, yeah, that's interesting. So you, your bridge babies, they're 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 your link between the between the the, the living and the dead. The living and the dead. That's what allows you to, to see BTs because right. Sam, as a someone who with dooms, another thing that's introduced but not quite explained. Not quite explained because they only bring it into the beginning of the game, and after that, they really don't explain it very much. He can sense BTs, but he can't see them. But the the bridge baby Lou, his BB, allows him to, and it, along with the Audra deck tool, allows you to to see BTs um, only when you're still, but you can you can fight them in that way. Right. And that, that makes it easier to fight them, easier to detect them. You can see them. You can wait for them. You know they're there before you even get there because you'll see their strands in the sky. You know, see the large black strands. You know you'll be kind of pulling into a BT area. It's pretty obvious. And, and the segments in the game where your BB is unusable or not there are really difficult because Extremely. you lose that functionality. And you have right. to kind of either make your way around BTs or just kind of <laughs> go through it. Um yeah, it definitely adds that that uh, aspect to the game. Um, like I said, a lot of it is, is stealth more so than combat, but you can yeah. also a- approach it from a combat angle. You just have to... Um, well, you have to be careful about it. You can't... With BTs, you can't go full at them. It's You're going to die. I mean, they'll... And then you'll get eaten, and then you'll cause a void out. 
It's just a big problem after but, the other. But, you know, kind of another Dark Souls component here, you know, I guess, is that, you know, when you die, it's not over, at least in, in most parts in the game. Yeah. Um, when you die, Sam, as a repatriate, you know, it means he's able to revive himself from the dead. You actually go and um, it kind of gives you this alternate game mode where you find your body again and you have to and then you can revive yourself so and right. you have to go collect your items again but it again it, it makes it con, uh this kind of this continuous experience yeah so what do you think about the characters in this game we've got sam who's your main character of course mm-hmm. sam porter bridges um you've got bridget which is a very interesting character his bridget mom. strand who is actually his his mother his, his adopted, adopted mother, mother yeah. his adopted mother um they don't really well, they they show in some flashbacks, you know, his biological father being Clifford Unger, who is Mads Mikkelsen, supposedly what you were made to believe is the antagonist of the game. Later, realizing that it's his father. When I found out I was gonna be a father, I was so scared, scared of what it would mean. I had to be there for you and your mom, no matter what. I couldn't just go off and get myself killed anymore. Couldn't leave you all alone. I couldn't. Get off of him, now! Just like any other cliff. 
obstacle. Looking on at the world people like you were trying to build. Dividing people was the only thing I was ever good at. BB too. There is his mother as well, but his mother is his name Lisa, which is something I guess again. They call back to PT. Call back to PT. She was. You never actually see her face, but you do see uh, her body laying in in a in a coma in a bed, and, and she's basically and like in a you know in a on a bed in a hospital or whatever. Like she's. Because she was well. fascination with with uh, fetuses comes back. Yeah, and of course his fetus his fetus obsession. Norman ridiculous. Reedus and his fetus. It's a problem. <laughs> But uh, yeah, they, they used the baby cries too. Like it was really, they took a lot from from PT. They did. Yeah, uh, I really appreciated that. Um, I guess just just kind of you know the spirit of the game. But yeah, what you were saying, the characters. Um, I I, I was I think um, emotionally invested in the characters. You spent a lot of time mainly with Sam, and yeah. of course you're. Your near constant companion, the BB. Yeah, Lou. And, and like I explained before, in each episode, you learn about different characters separately. So you, you get to learn about each character uh, the more you progress through the game. Um, you learn about your important characters first. Like you learn a little bit about Bridget and you know Dead Man. Uh, there's also Die Hard Man, which 
don't know why they chose these weird ass names for these people. Die Hard Man, like what is he Bruce Willis, but he's black? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Well, they they explained it on some of them. <clears throat> they did. They Mama. they explained them all. Hartman explains because Hartman he actually has a uh, he he dies every twenty one minutes and he has to be refibrillated back. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, and there's the character of Amelie who. I really oh, can't explain so this because she's supposed to be his sister is the impression you're given at no, the they beginning say of the it. game, right? They, really. But like they seem to have this kind of romantic relationship and then in reality she's actually just the spirit of his mom. So right. the the ka or whatever, or the ha, whatever whichever one it is. He was led to believe that it was his sister of sorts. Um and, like, as a child. And basically, yeah, she she is the the ha or the ka or whatever, and Bridget being the ha, I believe. I think that's what it is. Yeah, it it's it's funky. Um, but and then that, that's kind of one of the plot twists at the end, along with Sam being. Cliff's it's a plot twist son. too, because if you really think about it, the only time he actually ever sees Amelie besides in a hologram is on the beach. Is on the beach. The beach is is the 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 event. You know, the thing with the Death Stranding is everyone has their own individual beach, which is their connection to the world of the dead or something. But like they that. have beaches are entwined as well. So in like big tragic wartime events. Uh, beaches do get entangled. So if, like, like uh, for instance, World War One and World War Two, which are sections in the game you actually do go to, um, your strands strands can be entangled. So the way it explains it is, um, uh, was it be- beaches are given form inside the brain by belief, be it religion, philosophy, and so forth. Um, beaches form a multiverse. However, if many people die at once, their beaches become entangled, creating a strand field. This is exasperated during wartime. Beaches are more easily, frequently entangled. Endless cycles, like a record going over and over again. That, that's that's what happens in the beach. It's usually like, for instance, in the World War One one, which Clifford Unger, um, his beach was like a was in World War One, I, I think, in the beginning, and then his beach is also in World War Two later. But he was never a part of those. Yeah, that's what. But that's because weird. he has, he shares similar emotions and the same kind of heart heartfelt that th- those people who died. In World War One and Two, in Vietnam, in Vietnam and whatever, back in Nam, back in Nam, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he same he experienced the same kind of heartache and the same kind of failures. He his beaches are entangled with people that are the same way. Yeah, you know, so people who died in the war, people like that, losing people. So it's really they explain it, but it's like it's so it's complicated, but it makes sense, you know. You can kind of wrap your head around it. It's just, it's a weird system, but I think it's pretty cool. I mean, there's a lot of thought process put into it because you knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, there's there's a lot put into this game. There's a lot of effort you have to put in yourself. You know, like I said, we mentioned before the inventory management. You have to think about, okay, I want to deliver all this cargo, but how much cargo can I hold with before I slow myself down? Right. And, um, you know, what, what can I do? And so it's like, you don't want to pile all your orders on top. And eventually, eventually I kind of managed it in a way that, okay, if I'm heading in this direction, I'll do this order that's at this location. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of optional orders and some orders you can do premium deliveries. So you can do an even, you know, a higher upgrade of a delivery. So if you get it there faster in better condition, you get more points. Actually, you get, I these, always do. You premium. get these, like out these badges actually, it's really weird, but eventually giving you more likes and increasing your, your chiral density or whatever. Yeah, it's a very intricate game. There's there a lot is involved. there is an upgrade system. It's really interesting how it works. You have your five different tiers. You've got your cargo condition, your um, what was it? Miscellaneous delivery time, delivery volume, and bridge link. So as you upgrade those, as you go through the game and you do orders, you take on orders for people and you you know bring things from point A to point B. 
um, you upgrade those five. You get these like ranks, which I don't quite understand. The ranks don't make sense to the names either. You get like you (laughs) get titles, and and they'll actually use those titles in game. I think. I think I heard them use them, if I'm not mistaken. I think they just always say the Great Deliverer. Uh, Really? Maybe I could be wrong. But anyway, um, your five levels of, of. Upgraded your cargo condition, miscellaneous, uh, delivery time, delivery volume, and bridge link. Um, I know what a few of them do once you upgrade them every like ten levels. I think once you upgrade them every ten, you get you get different stuff. Uh, with cargo condition, you get increased balance, and it's harder to lose consciousness as you upgrade. Uh, if you upgrade miscellaneous, you get more likes. Uh, what is it? Um, I, I forget it. It's weird. Delivery volume, you get more cargo. I mean, that's an obvious one. You upgrade on delivery volume, you get you get to hold like even more cargo than normal. But that also happens when you get your upgraded power skeletons. Yeah. So and that makes life a lot easier whenever you can upgrade. So taking the time to make extra deliveries out to people really helps because um, they'll give you gifts in return, and you, you'll also have a, a bigger connection to them with the Cairo network, so you can take more materials and. Uh, build structures, upgrade structures, rebuild roads. Right. Which makes life easier for you. They they really harp on that in the beginning. They spend a lot of time in the tips telling you to make sure that you do these orders and keep doing this and good because, you know, it, you'll start to learn it's pretty easy to, to, to do an order and have it in good condition as long as you don't topple over. I mean, you can pretty much get it from point A to point B pretty easily and get a good score. But this game can get frustrating and sometimes when you're on like a, a slope or right. an area with a lot of obstacles and you're carrying a lot of cargo, like um, you have to stop quickly and, and sometimes yes. you do fall over. And it <laughs> It's a lot more difficult to not knowing the map. So coming into it with your low upgrades and you don't have anything and you slowly start to upgrade and it's nice later, but then you still the more you progress through the story, the more hardships start to you realize start to happen yeah. but like later you get to snow oh my god you, it's the hardest to and you have to make it snow. all the way across the roboticist then you get the all-terrain skeleton that makes oh, life easier oh no you're not even done dude you that you still have so much more snow traversing to do dude you've got like three or four more preppers to go I'm sorry it's not over you get to you trek <laughs> in the snow forever you you climb those damn mountains but no, it's it's a lot difficult. But yeah, you do get your all-terrain skeleton, which is another you know type of exoskeleton. That along with the speed skeleton, I think that's the only three in the game. As far as we as know. far as we know, I haven't played it enough. I mean, I I really just streamlined it, and we just streamed just now, and that was really it. So, but um, yeah, your three skeletons, your your speed, which you know is pretty self-explanatory. All-terrain allows you to climb better, power allows you to hold more cargo. Yeah. It's um yeah it's a very interesting game system, um I I was really impressed by it I I thought it was like I said very addictive and um kept kept you invested in it, um I never was disappointed playing Death Stranding and I feel myself wanting to play more yeah absolutely because there's always something to do and you know part of you is like okay like, I want to move on with the story but another part of you is like okay like I really want to rebuild all these roads real quick and like, yeah set this up. I don't have any problem building roads because it's like I just take some materials from a distro center real quick and you're good I mean honestly that's all you need to do uh but uh I guess we kind of went on a tangent here but we were talking about characters there's still some more characters to go into I mean we went into uh to dead man a little bit Caramel uh, Gar- Toro's character and his yeah that is a really interesting one cuz he so you said he doesn't actually voice act but his his physical body he does the the motion capture yeah and he's he's really good cuz he ends up being coming your basically your best friend 
Um, but there's one more character that we haven't mentioned yet, and that would be Fragile. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that would be Fragile. We haven't talked about her yet. That character... She's important. She's very important. And, but it's really weird because like there's a lot of different stories going on at once while you're doing this. You've got your main story with, you know, you're trying to connect everything, but then you've got what you think is the bad guy, which is Clifford, but then you see this guy Higgs all the time, who's another bad Higgs, guy. Which is Troy Baker's Which is Troy Baker's character. Mm, mm, oh. Yeah, and... I think uh, Fragile is the first person you actually meet in the game. The first character you see is Fragile. Yeah. And she, she that's where you learn what Dooms is, which is what you have, well, at least the, 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 the character, you know, the player does. Um, you learn that he has Dooms, but she has, I guess, a higher level of Dooms, the way she, she and, describes it. And Higgs it. has an even higher level. And Higgs has an even higher level. So they can they can do more things with the, they can connect to beaches a lot easier. They can traverse through, I mean, they, I mean Higgs can teleport straight up. So can she, but it weighs on her a lot more than it does him. Yeah, and he, uh, Sam can sense BTs. Uh, Fragile can, can see, see them, them, and, and Higgs, Higgs can, can control them. Yeah, he can control them, which uh, is real crazy, because he fucking goes crazy with those BTs, dude. But again, they never explained really Dooms too much. I mean, they mentioned that you have like a chiral ideology, and that see, it, it, would it be allows nice. you to, to interact with BTs, and you have some abilities, but... Other than that, like, what is Doom? What stand is for? Doom? And I and I feel like there was a lot of poten- wasted potential there because I feel like they could have done something. Like, you I know, think maybe you they were trying to keep the mystery. I want. I think that's what their plan was. But they could have done something like you know your Doom's level increases throughout the game later. You know what I mean? That could be cool. Like eventually you fight BTS and you can see them more often. The more you play the game, eventually you can control them. You know, it's like, like why low do- level BTS? Like low level BTS. Like eventually. Yeah. Just at some point. I, I think that would be a cool aspect to add. I don't know. Maybe future stuff, but but yeah, that there 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 isn't a big character list in the game. It's pretty short. I mean, you know, there's young Well, there's a lot of preppers. There's a lot of preppers. <laughs> oh sure, that's true. I Bridges mean they're, members. they're everywhere, but I mean, those are all kind of copy pasted uh sprited characters. Well, the I bridges mean, <laughs> characters are, but a lot of the preppers have kind of dynamic personalities. They do. Actually, there are a few other motion captures, one of them being Conan. Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien is in this game. They use his <laughs> his likeness and his I do not know if it's voices or not. It may I think it is. Um but they use yeah. Conan's likeness in an area really. His likeness weird. and voice, yeah. It was <laughs> that was that, that was, was an interesting a cameo. Weird cameo. His daughter is like some costume maker. I don't even know. It's weird. And then there's no. That's, I thought that was like his girlfriend or something. Is it his girlfriend? See, I don't even know. His partner. I, I, and then there's the junk dealer and the chiral artist who you help get married, and then they separate, and then I think bullshit. that they're gonna get back. They together get back together. Again, they but. dig. They get back together. It, it, it's the weirdest thing. He's like, they get spend so much time apart, and they're like, no, we need to get back together. And the mom, no, but the mom ends up convinced. No, because she says, you know what? I'm dare. Maybe you do. Maybe I just because I never did it. She walked on her own. She walked whenever. on her own back. Yeah, and I was like, "What the fuck? Why did I? Why the fuck did I carry you?" All why this did I carry? She walks back. <laughs> At least that's what happens in the mail. I don't know if you can do it yourself. You might be able to go do it yourself, but eventually, if over time, maybe it just does it itself throughout the story. If you don't, but all I know is that I, I eventually got an email later telling me, "Yeah, I made the check. You know, we made the check. We saw each other. We're back together. We're living happily ever after." And then her mom sends a message to you like, it, it, it's so weird, the, the the messaging, the emailing in this game, which you would think, you know, with the chiral, you know, the chiral network, they'd find a better way of messaging each other besides just, you know, emailing. It's kind of a weird system. You'd think they'd have a better text messaging type system, but, you know, oh well. They can call, they can call each other because, 
uh, Dead Man and, and Hartman and Mama. Yeah, but can they really? Because Hartman. those are the only ones that call you. It's not like a prepper is going to call you out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess not. But they could, I think. I don't know. Depends on what package they get with the UCA. <laughs> yeah, some of the preppers you have to like convince. Yeah, to join. you have to convince. Not them only to join. you have to convince them. Some of them you have to just convince them to be on board at all. Others you have to convince to. to they'll start. They'll want to form a contract, right? And get the chiral network. So they'll form a contract with Bridges, but they won't want to become part of the UCA. So you can't take adv- full advantage of their facilities. You can't, you know, fabricate materials. You can't use whatever whatever else they have there. You know, you can't do a lot of their stuff recycling and whatnot yeah. using the private lockers. But eventually you can. Um, it because pretty much, I mean, not pretty much every place. Eventually you can you make them join the UCA. You just got to do standard orders for them, and over time you'll you'll get it. But yeah, no. Um, Death Stranding's definitely there's there's so much involved. I, mean, I really can't say much more if you haven't played it other than play it play it i mean there's so much you're missing out on i can't explain it to you we really can't there's not enough time in the world uh you have to pay attention to to the story really to listen to it pay attention to the background i was invested once i got to mountain knot dude it was i straight lined it i mean crazy there it was fantastic great story get through it yeah um you can you can definitely rush the story. You'll still spend quite a bit of time on it, um, or you can kind of take your time and you know let this stretch out. Let this be a game you can come back to every once in a while. I think that's kind of how it might exist for me because I know there's some other titles that we're you know we're going to talk about soon that I'm you know excited to to uh, to get to. But also part of me is like, yeah, I want to get back to Death Stranding. Exactly. Speaking of which, speaking of which, our upcoming episode. I'm excited. Star Wars. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yes, sir. Um, that should be coming out a month from now. We are going to have our, um, uh, we are going to have some live uh, guest hosts and um, planning to be co-hosts, full-on co-hosts. Yes, that episode. that's um, going to be pretty cool. Hopefully that will, that'll turn out. Yeah, yeah. I've got actually a, a couple of individuals planned. It's I'm kind of leaving part of it a surprise and part of it not wanting to make promises and then them not show up. So. Exactly. <laughs> that's the um, that's the plan. I'm um, we're super excited about that. And um, yeah, we we um, we mentioned this before in our like our extras episode we just did, but we are actually kind of trying to incorporate um, full time another you know permanent member of the team of the collateral gaming team, and we might have our options uh, in front of us um, soon because um, definitely there's some people that want to. Join on. So everybody wants to be on Collateral Gaming. <laughs> um, if you don't live near us, but you do want a guest host, definitely reach out to us. We are happy to um, do collaborations with other podcasters, um, game developers, other any other content creators, YouTubers, streamers, you name it. We definitely want to have you on. Or if you're just a gamer like us and you want on the show, for sure, reach out. Um, we'd love to Skype you in and and have you on if you live in the San Antonio area. I mean, you can always, I guess, reach out to me, um, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about having you know coming in, in Section Nine Studios, I guess. But um, yeah, definitely that, that that's a possibility. We're also, of course, looking for more indie game developers to um, 
Send us their games. Yeah, that's send that's, them. We wanna we wanna review more indie games. Please um, send us your games. I we would love have a lot planned. Do, yeah, that I would love to do that. I really would. I would love to talk about someone's game. I wanna I wanna get. We have some already that I think you talked about. So I'm I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. For once, um, after uh, before we do Jedi Fallen Order, we're not. I'm not really planning anything. I'm gonna use the time to kind of get ahead, and um, so we're not having anything at the two week mark. But I, I do want to try to get some more of our Patreon content out and yeah. um, get a, get ahead How on our games. How long have we been saying that for? About over a year now? It, yeah. It's working slowly. <laughs> um, we're kind of looking, waiting for like a break like this. So not really a break. Our our schedule is monthly. We just often release things at the two week mark. Yeah, and we're we're pretty ahead of time and ahead ahead of the game anyway. You know, we beat Death Stranding ahead of time. At least I did, so I was able to get ahead. You've already pretty much beat Star Wars. I've beat most of Star Wars. Uh, I'll get through it soon, so that it won't be bad. Once I finish that, we can just get ahead. Yeah. After that, we are of course planning our episode on God of War yes. 2018. Um, I actually just barely started it. Um, just wanted to ch- try it out because we yeah. bought it, and I'm uh, having fun. Um, so Good. definitely we're gonna have more to talk about then. Um, we do have some, uh, indie episodes coming up. We'll release those when we get a little closer to the time. Um, also, like I said before, if you haven't followed us on collateral cinema, feel free to normally I, I give Bo a spot to kind of plug his stuff, but I guess he's, he's not weighing in on this episode. So, yeah, you know uh, what, but what did you think about Death Stranding? You saw a little bit. I mean, you never play it, but you watched me spend a lot of time with inventory management and how frustrating that was. But other than that, I mean, what did you think about the game? I thought it was interesting, you know. I mean, it was a little different than what I normally see from games of this particular caliber, you know. Right. I mean, I don't really play a whole lot of games from this particular generation. I mean, I'm more of a retro gamer, but... From what I can see, it's an interesting and immersive experience. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Bo, Bo Maddox, our uh, producer and our fellow Collateral Cinema co-host. Um, Bo, what can we expect from Collateral Cinema coming up? Well, we are going to be doing both of the Gone in 60 Seconds movies, the original one from the 70s and... The Nicolas Cage. The Nicolas Cage movie. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, we love Nicolas Cage on the of podcast as well. Of course we do. <laughs> And we're going to have our anniversary episode coming very soon, and that's going to be our Miike-versary. We're going yes, to be doing Takashi Miike's Visitor Q. Visitor Q. Because that's going to be our tradition now. We're going to do Takashi Miike movies on our anniversary episodes. That so. started with Audition was the first one you did. Audition was the first one we did, and then we did Ichi the Killer. Ichi the Killer. And yeah. now we are doing Visitor Q. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. It'll be all kinds of interesting. Yeah, we're, we're super excited to also be continuing with Collateral Cinema. Um, you can find Collateral Cinema wherever you find uh, Collateral Gaming, wherever you watch your podcast or listen. <laughs> yeah, go watch your podcast, guys. You, you, okay, we do have video versions coming out. Fair enough. So, okay, wherever you get your podcasts at, um, you can listen to both Collateral Gaming and Collateral Cinema, including the platform you're listening on right now, whatever that may be. Um, also, Stop listening to us ramble. You can <laughs> you could reach out to us on social media. We're on uh, uh, in Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, um, and we are uh, we we try to be pretty active on those. I, I manage the Collateral Gaming social accounts and a, a little bit of the Collateral Cinema social accounts as well. Um, yeah, if you have any suggestions, recommendations, you want to collab with us, you want to send us your game. Definitely, we want to hear that. We want feedback, constructive feedback. Um, 
obviously we're we're we want positive reviews as well. So if you do like the show, you know, leave us a rating, let us know. If you don't like the show, uh, tell you what, don't leave us a rating, just DM us. There you go. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, we want we want to be we want you guys to be honest. So. No, we need that because I want to know the good shit too. Like, tell me that. Come on. <laughs> um, we're kind of just uh, we're 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 hoping to explode and uh, bring in a lot of listeners because we love doing this. So um, keep uh, keep it coming. Keep listening to Collateral Gaming. Um, what uh. I guess uh, go ahead and wrap it up soon. Kind of talk about our, our final thoughts on. on yeah, Death that's Stranding. what I was gonna ask you actually before you so rudely interrupted. Ooh, no, I'm just messing with you. Uh, what are your final thoughts, Ash, on Death Stranding? Final thoughts. Um, Death Stranding is one of a kind. It is 100% Kojima. It's fucking weird. It's not for everyone, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, I really like the. Um, I put this just just the overall aesthetic and the uh, the uniqueness of the game is it gonna work for other games is it like a new type of, of genre the strand type that everyone's gonna be doing from now on I don't know maybe not um, but uh, maybe so uh, be excited I'm excited to see what Kojima has in store next um, a little bit of more gaming news I heard is that he does want to branch out and do anime manga and small games interesting so maybe we are going to get an indie game like pt maybe we're going to get something like that that like could really do something because that was that was meant to look like an indie game i mean he even gave a fake studio name for it yeah i mean so if he can do something like that imagine what a real indie game he could have a real small game like that that'd be fun fuck yeah and and kojima um he's a big movie buff that i think that definitely comes through so anyway i i definitely think you should give death trending a shot uh if you don't want to Drop $60 on a new game, whatever. Borrow your friend's copy. Um, check out game renting somewhere. Or I don't something. care. Play the game. Play, Play the, the game. game. Whatever it takes. Um, but my final thoughts, uh, like I have mentioned many times, I have been very hyped about this game. Uh, I spent a lot of time uh, excited about it. We've been spent years, technically, really, uh, being truly hyped for this game. Yeah. But... Um, I don't think I was let down. I mean, there was there's a lot more criticism from it than I thought there would be. But I mean, I, I guess that's just me because I thought, you know, oh my god, I, I praise this so much. But I, I love it. I really do love the game. I think it came out as about as good as I really expected. It's beautiful, and yeah, we didn't even is. mention like the soundtrack, like things like that. The this game is is sets itself apart because. Uh, of, of things like its soundtrack you, you you walk through the map and and music will start playing and it's just so immersive and you, you can pan the camera around and it's just, it's just beautiful and it's it's such a good homey feeling actually a lot of your soundtrack i think it's swedish it's a lot of swedish songs uh there's a particular band low roar who does a lot of songs for this yeah cue me throwing in a song right about now we're gonna we're gonna start yeah this is this is where i'm gonna when i go into editing i'm gonna Start putting go. it a little small. We there's a lot of songs on the soundtrack that I really, really, really like. Um, Bring me the horizon. They did a song for this. Uh, Khalid, he did a song for this. There's a lot of good artists that did songs for this this game. So check out the soundtrack, the Destroying Timefall soundtrack on you know uh, Apple Music or wherever you get your music too. All right, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. 
But um, I guess that's all we have to say for now. And um, that being said, I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. We are Collateral Gaming, and we are oh. out. You and I. Let's draw a line in the sun. Keep it straight and narrow. We had it all in our hands. We begged and then we borrowed what will become of us all at the end of love. When we stopped looking up, you can take
Welcome to Collateral Gaming Extras, the part of the podcast where Dakota thinks of pickup lines for girls on Tinder. Yeah, I've been trying to think of them. I don't know. It takes some time. I don't know. I want to spend this time talking about Martha, though. Martha the cat. Martha the pussy? No. Well, yeah, but the pussy cat. Pussy cat. Um, She's in my lap. We we brought to each other's attention several things that we we forgot to mention on the podcast, so... Kind of want to take this time, I guess, to bring some of those things up, um, and you know, bullshit. Um, one thing, and I don't know why the fuck I didn't mention this or think about it. Actually, it occurred to me later. Okay, Die Hardman, right? And Kojima's a big movie buff. Okay, Die Hardman's real name is John McClane. Whoa! How, how the fuck did it? Did it not? connect because I, I heard john mcclain i was like oh yeah like die hard but he's die hard man it's it's now i understand his name is a reference to die hard honestly i didn't even think about the fact i needed to mention that honestly when i saw it i totally forgot about it i thought i mean okay and like i said kojima's a huge movie fan so uh i, I believe i saw that die hard is his favorite movie of all time so is it really i think so where did you hear that information? I don't know. I think I saw it on like Wikipedia or some shit. Oh, snope it, my friend. It, it could not be true. You know what? Collateral Gaming Extras is not the part of the podcast where we fact check. You're right. That's for fucking libtard pussies, okay? Libtard pussy Antifa snowflakes fact check. We don't, we don't do any of that shit here. You know what we also mentioned, the failed to mention in the podcast? Huh. Was the, uh, uh, the about Ludens. The Ludens. Uh, yeah, Ludens. It's just, just straight Ludens. It's interesting. Uh, Kojima, uh, the Kojima production company, they uh, they have a mascot, which is created like 10 years prior to all this shit, like before Death Stranding, before PT, Sound Hills, and all that. Um, but they had this project or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but their mascot is this Ludens weird-looking astronaut <laughs> thing. That's the name of it. I, I don't know where they got that name, what it means, but... Um, Wikipedia says, well, I say Wikipedia, but I think this is the Death Stranding uh, forum. Uh, it says, like, that's not dead air. That's the sound of me masturbating. <laughs> You're a dumbass. <laughs> so, say that a little louder, Dakota. I'm so high. <laughs> I'm lost, dude. You're lost. Yeah. I'm reading this, but I'm not understanding it. Well, doesn't that describe your entire life, Dakota? Yeah. Reading pretty but much. not understanding. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Yeah, I mean, we're just chilling here. There we go. This is what I was going to read. Hideo Kojima has stated that Ludens is merely the icon and mascot of Kojima Productions and is not featured as a character in Death Stranding, which is really interesting, but there is the Ludens fan, which was in that game, which I think we may have mentioned in the podcast. I don't remember. No, I don't think we mentioned that. No, but Ludens fan. fan is just another character that they just threw in there kind of as an Easter egg, you know, one of the preppers. And, and the Ludens is you see that in, in different spots in Death Stranding. Right. We, the baby, your your BB comes with the little Ludens, uh, what is it? Souvenir kind of thing hanging from it, which was the uh, oh, what was his name? Holy shit, uh, Ivo, Ivo, I, I don't it was know, something Ivan like that. Uh, Igor. Igor. Igor, Igor, there you go, Igor, 
Yeah, it was Igor's, and then which his is brother. the the brother of the guy in Portnot, right? Yeah, which is really cool. And so yeah. he's like, "Where did you get that?" And it's on the babies. That was another thing we failed to mention. And he starts to like to like trust you, and he's like, "I think of you as like my brother and right. reborn or some shit, just because you carry that." It's kind of weird, but that that's actually where you get BB twenty eight or Lou. Is um. From yeah. that, in in one of the flashbacks, Cliffs gives uh, the his son, who is actually Sam, the Luton's fan thing. You yeah. Remember that? So it, that's another. How does that play in? So I guess it got passed down and given to Igor later somehow, or I don't know. Because there were there were two of them, for sure. We know of at least, or maybe three. I guess. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Three different unconnected instances. It, it, it's of kind of a red airing. It shows right. him giving the Luton's. Um. Which which leads you to believe that that's actually the same BB BB twenty eight Lou. But at the same time, if you pay attention, um, doesn't the guy in Portnot, you know, I, Igor's brother, or is he Igor? I can't remember. I can't remember. I honestly, I can't remember which one. Do, is, which. Doesn't he actually have an explanation? So like, if you're paying attention, that's actually a hint at the opposite that this is a different BB. Right. That the BB is actually Sam. I I threw that clip in there when I edited this together. There you go. The clip where you finally find out that Cliff is Sam's father, where Sam is just kind of um, experiencing that flashback. And and it, what's weird is, doesn't he, like, influence the past? Because they end up shooting the BB, which is how Sam ends up becoming a repatriate, right? Yeah, that's weird because that that's the and that whole, only like, happens because of Sam and Cliff standing up. Right. Yeah, that's so weird. The whole dead baby thing. There's also they use the dead baby icon as well. It's another big icon they use, the dead baby, like the baby with the little plus on its chest. Yeah, because Sam that's, gets shot. That's Sam. That's Sam exactly. And what's interesting is Sam gets the the baby doll and right. when, when he repatriates for the first time. Because what you notice is Sam sees a baby inside of him whenever he repatriates, or a, a baby and a fetus, an infant inside of him when he repatriates. Um, which we, we thought at first was Lou, but it turns out that might be Sam. Weird situation, yeah, right? So then Sam sees, a, when Sam is a baby, he sees a baby doll inside of himself. It's yeah, it is weird, but it's like a live baby when he looks at it. Because it, 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 it like sticks his tongue out and... <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's weird. No, I'm saying Sam, As I just watched the scene. Sam sees the baby doll. Oh no! I know he sees them, but I'm talking and about it, when he it, sees it, it, it's his stomach, eye just dude. twitches. Yeah, it's weird. I I don't quite understand it, but um, it's kind of a mystery. I think that's kind of the point, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, this threading isn't straightforward at all. Oh no! So I beat uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yes, you did. And um, which is our you know next month's episode. Um, I beat it ahead of time, a month ahead, so I've already started playing God of War now. Ooh, you're telling me that now, and now I want to play Star Wars. Star Wars is fucking great, dude. Yeah, you get me excited. You know, you were supposed to be home earlier today, and you were supposed to get some Star Wars time in. I couldn't. I had to work. Yeah, except we looked at your location. After I got off. And <laughs> After I got off. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was like, there was like two hours unaccounted for that you could have been And home. I was already that late. <laughs> Whatever. We could have used you. Lillian, at that point, it was already late. Well, she had already said it was. Uh, she had already like said it's fine. Okay, if you say so. But um, but yeah, no. Star Wars was fucking phenomenal. 
Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was was amazing. The ending, dude, you're not even ready for it, dude. Like I heard it and I was like, there's there's an audio cue and then there's there's an introduction and it's just perfectly done. And and I, you'll I guess you'll see it when I get there. I don't want to spoil it anymore, but it's it is amazing. It right. is it will surprise you. Um and I, I'm excited for it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, and the game overall is is amazing. I was hooked. I played the game extremely quickly at the expense of playing Death Stranding. Um, it was very streamlined. It left me hooked. Um, one of our guest hosts on our next episode is also hooked on this game. So nice. And told me as much. So uh, I have a very close friend who is about to beat the game as well. Yeah. So yeah. But um, yeah, no, we're we're super stoked about that game. We're also stoked about God of War. I just started playing it. Uh, I'm really enjoying it so far. It's also kind of, uh, I guess, it's kind of got that streamlined feeling because um, I seem to want to keep playing more, and it seems to be kind of just one thing after another after another. So it doesn't feel like there's, you, you know, you have a good game when you, you don't ever feel like there's a good stopping place. Like you just keep wanting to go, right? Um, and that's how Star Wars was for me. So we'll, we'll definitely talk more about that next episode. Until then, we actually don't have anything planned at the two-week mark. For the first time, I'm just going to kind of take some time to um, really get ahead, hopefully get um, some more of the content that we, we need to caught up on. Right, yeah. Back up. So that's the plan. Um, and then... Um, Our normal yeah. monthly schedule will be the same, you know. Yeah, I mean, monthly. our monthly numbered schedule is, is staying the same. I was just surprised that for so long, for the last half of last year, we did produce something every two weeks. We just That's how our schedule worked out, yeah. But a lot of that depended on like titles that we really didn't have to play very much. Right, yeah, because like, they did, were pretty easy. We did flicking, um PT was easy. PT, we've already that was like it, a, and we could play it again in one night. Uh, we did Town right. of Salem, just, Simple we just game kept to do. playing it, yeah. And then we did... Uh, we did the room, which we played in like one night. That was so. another bullshit easy game, yeah. Yeah, so we we got away with it pretty easily. Like that, that's how we got away with it. But uh, I'm interested to see what's uh, what else we can we can accomplish if we if we put our minds together. Oh yeah, if we put our dicks together. Yeah, kind of you know, touch them all close. Sword fight. <laughs> God, you're so gay, dude. Incest is incest. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I guess that's it. There's not a lot more to say. Um, just stay tuned for everything that's coming up. Um, oh, you know what we got to do tonight? What? We got to fucking watch the, uh, Gun of 60 Seconds. We do. You're right. Because we're doing a, uh, Collateral Cinema episode on it tomorrow. So. You're right. Yeah. We, we need to get going on that. But so I, I guess I'll cut it short. You know, we'll, we'll cut it. We'll cut it like, um. Like a circumcised dick, you know, just 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 cut around, cut around the sides, cut around the sides. Yeah, you know what we need to start doing during these extras. We need to start like just playing the games while we're doing the extras. That's about right. That makes more sense. That's what we should be doing. We're not gonna talk. We're just gonna be paying attention to the game. I know we will because we bullshit while we're playing the game. You yeah, right. we'll just be right. bullshitting, so it'll be fine. I don't know. We will figure it out. Um. Oh yes, yes we will. Anyway, guy. Any anyway. Anyways, anyway, I don't know. Let me finish this fireball real quick. Hold on. Moment of silence. While she chokes the rest of it. Not bad. I tried to like 
bring it close to the mic so you can kind of hear it. Yeah, that's kind of gross. Oh, that's good. All right. You know what was good that lot? You know, was the fucking Gulch Lager. Oh my god, nothing is better than that shit. You. All right, that's it. Um, you know what? I loved this cat a minute ago, but I now better. I want to beat her. <laughs> hey, that's animal abuse. Bo, Bo would be very offended. <laughs> he would. Too bad Bo's not here. <laughs> Let's beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> uh, just kidding. We don't. We don't endorse animal abuse. Um, yes, we do. What we do abuse. What we do endorse is pussy abuse. Beat yes. that pussy with your dick. Don't beat the woman with your hands, okay? Beat that pussy with your dick. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Put it on a t-shirt. Put it on a... Exactly. Exactly. Put it on a t-shirt. All right, that's it, guys. Collateral Gaming is an L Company production. All music and game clips are owned by their respective creators, are used for educational purposes only, and are fair use. Please don't sue us. We're poor. What the fuck is wrong with you, Sam?